When the Spirit of God shows up in a place, what is it that you expect to be transformed? Today's story from Acts helps us see the kinds of things that get flipped upside down and turned inside out when God moves in power. And what we expect to be transformed by Jesus says a whole lot about how we view Jesus and his kingdom and the authority that he has. When the Spirit of God shows up in a place, transformation begins to take place on at least three levels. One level is at an individual level. Lives are transformed. Individuals are set free. People are healed. And someone new walks out the other side. Another level is the group level. Not only do individuals transform and experience restorations, but groups of individuals that belong to one another begin to be transformed. Families are redeemed. Households are saved, communities are restored, and new groups are created. And then there's transformation at a systems level. This kind of transformation can be a bit more tricky to see, but if you look carefully, you can see it. This kind of change upends the normal order of things and creates more just, more whole, more righteous ways of doing and being as a society. Systems of oppression are broken. Economic bondage is loosed. The old ways of doing things are replaced by ways that are more closely aligned with God's heart. In today's passage, we see these three levels being transformed as Paul and Silas cast out spirits, are arrested, and see an entire household rescued by Jesus through an earthquake. In each of these levels, human and spiritual forces that work against Jesus succumb to the authority of Jesus. So as you listen, pay attention to the ones we've mentioned and more, the moments where you see these levels being transformed. You can click the link in our show notes, open your Bibles, or listen along to Acts chapter 16, verses 16 through 39 from the New International Version. Once, when we were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a female slave who had a spirit by which she predicted the future. She earned a great deal of money for her owners by fortune-telling. She followed Paul and the rest of us shouting, these men are servants of the most high God who are telling you the way to be saved. She kept this up for many days. Finally, Paul became so annoyed that he turned around and said to the spirit, in the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out of her. At that moment, the spirit left her. When her owners realized that their hope of making money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to face the authorities. They brought them before the magistrates and said, These men are Jews and are throwing our city into an uproar by advocating customs unlawful for us Romans to accept or practice. The crowd joined in the attacks against Paul and Silas, 
and the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten with rods. After they had been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison, and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. When he received these orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open, and everyone's chains came loose. The jailer woke up, and when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, Don't harm yourself. We are all here. The jailer called for lights, rushed in, and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and all the others in his house. At that hour of the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds. Then immediately, he and all his household were baptized. The jailer brought them into his house and set a meal before them. He was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God, he and his whole household. When it was daylight, the magistrates sent their officers to the jailer with the order, release those men. The jailer told Paul, the magistrates have ordered that you and Silas be released. Now you can leave. Go in peace. But Paul said to the officers, they beat us publicly without a trial, even though we are Roman citizens, and threw us into prison. And now do they want to get rid of us quietly? No. Let them come themselves and escort us out. The officers reported this to the magistrates, and when they heard that Paul and Silas were Roman citizens, they were alarmed. They came to appease them and escorted them from the prison, requesting them to leave the city. As you listen to the passage again, take note of a particular moment of transformation that stands out to you. Once, when we were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a female slave who had a spirit by which she predicted the future. She earned a great deal of money for her owners by fortune-telling. She followed Paul and the rest of us shouting, these men are servants of the Most High God who are telling you the way to be saved. She kept this up for many days. Finally, Paul became so annoyed that he turned around and said to the spirit, in the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out of her. At that moment, the spirit left her, 
When our owners realized that their hope of making money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to face the authorities. They brought them before the magistrates and said, these men are Jews and are throwing our city into an uproar by advocating customs unlawful for us Romans to accept or practice. The crowd joined in the attacks against Paul and Silas and the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten with rods. After they had been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. When he received these orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. The jailer woke up and when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, don't harm yourself. We are all here. The jailer called for lights, rushed in and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them out and asked, sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and all the others in his house. At that hour of the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds. Then immediately he and all his household were baptized. The jailer brought them into his house and set a meal before them. He was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God, he and his whole household. When it was daylight, the magistrates sent their officers to the jailer with the order, release those men. The jailer told Paul, the magistrates have ordered that you and Silas be released. Now you can leave, go in peace. But Paul said to the officers, they beat us publicly without a trial, even though we are Roman citizens and threw us into prison. And now do they want to get rid of us quietly? No, let them come themselves and escort us out. The officers reported this to the magistrates and when they heard that Paul and Silas were Roman citizens, they were alarmed. They came to appease them and escorted them from the prison, requesting them to leave the city. This is the word of the Lord. What levels did you notice in this passage? Was there one example that stood out to you? The woman who had the Spirit cast out of her was individually transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit, but it also transformed the group level in that the dynamic of control and profit that her owners had over her was gone, and it quickly got raised to a systems level as they went to the authorities complaining that Paul and Silas were causing an uproar. Are there issues today that you can think of that need God's transformation at all three levels?
In the same way that the evil one can hold individuals and groups and systems captive, the Lord can use individuals, groups, and systems to bring about his goodness. Like he did with the jailer, the jailer's household, and the magistrate, and the system of Roman citizenship. How might you pray for God to work in all these levels considering the issue that came to mind from the previous question. Holy Spirit, we long to experience your transformation as individuals, as groups, and in the systems that we live in. Help us, Lord Jesus. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Thanks for listening to another episode of Daily Red. If you're one of our listeners that is all caught up in listening to this podcast each day that it airs, you will have noticed that we missed the last two days. We're sorry about that, and we're going to keep on going right where we left off starting today. So uh, we've had some projects going on, some fun things. Uh, Maybe we'll post a little bit about it. But thanks for listening. Daily Red is a podcast designed to bring you God's word, read aloud with space to reflect and pray. Thanks to Derricka Kingry for reading today's passage. I'm your host, Clayton. Thank you so much for listening. Take care.